So Moshe asks, Show me your ways. You know, why do good people suffer? Why do bad people prosper? So basically, Moshe wanted to know Hashem's ways. Why do good people suffer and bad people prosper? Hashem says, Sometimes I, this is way beyond justice. It's, or like strict justice. It's from deeper plans. Sometimes see deep miracles in the Torah. As it says in the Safa de Tinyota, Kama, She's Alfe Shanin Talyan Bashita Kadmai. Six thousand years depend on the six spheres. The Bior, the Varnus of Armanu, which called Seder Vav Alfe Shanin, the Havi Alma, who Seder's Mani, Shanatan Amatil, that the six thousand years of creation and of history is a order of time that the emanator has given to his creations. The Emma says, Manhu Inyanefla. Really, time is a very miraculous thing. Time is a creation. What is time? Time is the playing out of so many particular lights and experiences that Hashem had already organized and arranged in Atzilut, in the world of Atzilut, in the world of His plan. If somebody wants to build a palace, so He has a in his mind a whole plan of exactly what he wants to express but in order to express in a certain realm in order to express all of these particular rooms and to build them all and to have all these experiences within them takes time and it takes each thing being built out in a sequence each thing to be expressed yeah it would take time now that would only take time in the realm of imperfection to express perfection within a realm of imperfection if you were in a realm of perfection you could express it all at once but Hashem didn't want that Hashem has a, had a taiva he had a desire to dwell in the lower realm where it would take time to express everything according to all the particular powers that Hashem wanted to express in the way of giving existence to the world and managing the world, which is called building His palace. Really, the world is the palace of Hashem under construction. That's what the world is. And we see this, that everything's always under construction. It's not an accident. It's telling you that that's the nature of our reality. Really, we think we're constructing for ourselves. But actually, everything's just being constructed to reveal what God wants to reveal. And therefore, all of the moments in time that was slated for this experience of 6,000 years is, was exactly corresponding to uh, another moment that would be required to express another power, which is actually all aiming at building this palace for God. So God knew it would take 6,000 years to build this palace, and he already thought up all the moves that would need to be made to build this palace. And he already slayed it out that each second would be used for another addition 
and another added fixture to this palace. That's why the Leshem says in a few places in Trushe Olamatohu that there cannot be one second that isn't adding towards building out God's plan because that would be a contradiction to the nature of this creation. The nature of this creation is that every second is contributing towards one project. That's why that moment exists. If the moment wasn't contributing in some way towards this one plan, it wouldn't be a moment. That's how our reality is really constructed. Even things that seem destructive and sad and very difficult are actually somehow still contributing towards building out this one project. This is why you can have a concept of past, present, and future. Only because all of the lights and, and moves and inputs of energy being put in and driving towards building out this palace, which is everything happening in the world, that's what it is. The only reason we have past, present, and future is because all of these moves are not coming out all at once, but rather coming out in a sequence. That's why we have time. If they all came out at once, then we wouldn't have time at all. It would just be the one expression of the project all at once and forget time. So this is how time comes about, only through the moves having to come out one by one and not all at once. That there's this idea that it says God said let there be light and then it doesn't say and there was light it's in it said and there was already light which is to say that there's a whole order of time that exists before history even plays out so what that means is God said let there be light in the way of the light that would play out in the universe would be coming from a light that already existed, which is called the one plan now coming out in stages. So, okay, basically, the way it works is that every second, a different permutation of Hashem's name, Yudke Babke, is coming out in the world. What that means is there's a name, Yudke Babke, and there's really only 12 different ways to write that out, but then you talk about let, filling in letters and letter permutations and letters being spelled out from letters and so in other words you have yud of god's name and then you have yud vav dalit to, to, to spell out the yud so then you have to spell out the vav vav alif vav and then you spell out the dalit dalit lam and tap and you spell out those letters and then you do some letter permutations and then you can just infinitely expand until the meditation is every moment of our lives is really just another version of shame yud k vav k playing out in that in that moment which means that every moment we're expressing a different facet of Hashem's total power to rule over a universe with a different code and a different permutation. Now, this permutation, like in other words, if we looked at the universe as one giant puzzle, 
Like people do a Rubik's cube. I had a dream about this, like this. People do a Rubik's cube or they do other brain puzzles where there's like, you have to make 1,000 moves to, to solve the puzzle, okay? So each move you're making is, and let's say every move really affects all the other moves. Like you gotta plan out your steps and if you have a Rubik's cube, it's a really nice analogy, the Rubik's cube, like you really gotta plan out all the moves and, and understand if I do this, then this will affect my progress in the puzzle and I can't make this move now because then I'll throw off all my progress, so something like this. So each move is different. Each move, however, is in the context of all the moves. And this is the, the deep, this is the, this is the big point we're saying here. Even though each move is unique, but yet since it's within the context of the overall puzzle that you're solving, so really each move is tied under one banner of solving the puzzle. That one banner, so if this world, if this universe was like, so to speak, solving a puzzle and, and, and pulling out the hidden goodness and the reality and constructing the ultimate revealed structure that Hashem wants to reveal. So therefore every move he's doing to manipulate the universe is like this. So therefore all the moves are coming under one banner and that one banner is called the name of God, Yudke Vavke. And so even though each move is particular, yet they're all rooted in, in very interesting ways, one name of Yudke Vavke. And the way that works is, so it's a name, it's letters, and letters represent actually forces of energy. That's what a letter is. A letter is a certain form that carries a certain energy of meaning. It can carry a sound wave, but also a, a, a con light content of meaning. And so from one name, Yudke Vavke, which is the name of, I'm going to solve this puzzle of the universe. So from that one name, the letters get filled in and then there's different letter permutations and switches until you get to, oh, the name Yudke Vavke is expressing itself exactly uniquely in this way in the dizzying array of detail of everything happening in this moment in the universe is really all a unique way of expressing one name, which is I wanna solve this puzzle. And that name itself is solving the puzzle, but the way that it's solving the puzzle is in the way that it's creating reality at that moment. The way that reality is being expressed and managed every second is a certain unique expression of God's name as actively solving, quote unquote, the puzzle of the universe. That's the meditation that we are supposed to try to have on our unfolding reality happening every second, which is the, what King David says in the verse, I place before my eyes at all times. And by the way, the reason the world is always built in a four-part structure, four basic elements, fire, air, water, earth, four basic life forms, inanimate, vegetable, 
um, animal and man. Four worlds. That's Silagri, Itziasia. Um, the four legs of Hashem's chair, his throne, with the Ezekiel vision, etc., 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 is because it's being driven by four part, four letter name of God. This is a fascinating, fascinating line. So the world before Hashem started fixing up reality was called Tohu, was called chaos or emptiness. Wow, so what ha- what was the state of the universe right before Hashem said, let there be light? It was the whole puzzle, all the puzzle pieces strewn out across the floor. All of the elements of our reality, this is a, a very, very, you know, raising the hair on my body like spooky goosebumps, like a very deep image if you can try to imagine it. And by the way, it's called tohu. It's called really doesn't mean chaos or empty. That second verse of the Torah, that the world was astonishingly empty. It wasn't empty though. This is clear in a million sources. It wasn't empty. Rather, the word tohu means astonishingly confusing. Like, what is this? And literally, the Arizal says, it means that you see, if you were to see this, the, the universe at this stage of its production, you would see on the one hand, I sense that everything's here. All the raw materials of this construction side of the universe. All the energies, all the events are here in this abstract metaphysical reality. Like it's all here. Michael Kleiman was there. You, the listener, were there. And all your grandparents were there. And the Roman exile was there. And the temple was there. The, the, the temple in Jerusalem. And, and Adam and Eve were there in the garden. All the pieces, all the puzzle pieces of history. All the different players. Right? Shakespeare said though the world is a stage and everyone is players. The whole stage is all the different stages with all the props were there. All the souls were there. All the bodies were there. But smash into smithereens of all of their detail. They didn't actually have any real existence. Only abstract metaphysical potential existence. And the idea of the quantum possibility fields that quantum physicists are telling us. All of that was there. But nothing was actually manifested into a reality yet. This is what's called astonishingly full of content, full of all the content, yet astonishingly empty. Because it hadn't been played out. It's like, what is this? It's like flat land. Nothing had been brought out into any three-dimensional expression. And the deep meditation is that that field of all possibilities has always been there. But what we experience as, you know, 1999 or 1985 or 2010 or 2019, and each second within those moments of time is really only pulling out a certain combination of possibilities from that world of tohu from that from that world of, of that, that empty void that's actually full of possibilities and pulling out a certain you know fingernail from that oh your fingernail in this location in this period of time is really just the light of yud above flowing into that, those pieces, those unfinished, scattered pieces on the ground and saying, oh, I will pull out and manifest the pieces this way in a certain way and that's the manner of solving the puzzle. 
And now the, the beautiful description, the, the unbelievable description of the Chaber, he says, why was this state, it was called chaos, it was called astonishing emptiness and darkness. Why was it called dark? It's from this, because this is really the root of evil, right? The root of evil is sometimes Hashem will allow it that the, the, the unfinished, unconnected nature of these puzzle pieces or of these raw materials of the universe, what we might call them, come together, but intentionally not perfectly to express evil. Because evil is like where if the universe is solving a puzzle, so sometimes, like you know when you're solving a puzzle, like you've, you've got those parts of the Rubik's Cube taken care of, but there's all these other issues on the fringe that are like, like really kind of um, throwing a wrench in your progress of solving the whole puzzle. So he says the definition of this, the, the total state of chaos is when the moments have not been connected to each other in the certain moves, the certain energetic inputs of God's name, which is always solving this puzzle in a unique move, depending on where are we progressing in solving this puzzle. So none of the lights, none of the raw materials of the construction materials of the universe had been pulled together or culled together yet. This is called the side of separation, which is called the other side. This is evil. Evil is all the energies to whatever extent that they're pulling apart from each other and not coming together in a coordinated fashion in the project of constructing out the one palace that this universe is building. So at the very beginning, all of those raw materials of creation were strewn apart to the greatest extent of separation. And even today, when we experience evil and suffering and negativity, it's a re-expression of some degree of the separation of the elements of the construction materials of this universe. That's what sickness is. That's what hatred is. It's where in the process of constructing this universe and, and solving the Rubik's Cube, so to speak, of solving every little move of this universe that Hashem is doing with our partnership, sometimes the, those elements of the original evil and and, and, and mismatch and non-coordination of, of the universal elements um, come back out and get expression as coming together but just barely. And so what they create then is a frenzy negative experience which then has to be destroyed, put in prison, executed, dying, um, whatever, to sort of eradicate from reality those elements of, of, of non-cooperation so that then whatever is remaining from over from that judgment then gets pulled into, so to speak, solving the puzzle of the universe. Now, why does God allow the ride to be so bumpy and, and difficult and harsh sometimes is, is a different question. just continuing it on a little bit but Yomar Elohim or that's when God says let there be light who soda or shall you know nisader azman mesivu hagalgal vohu atikon shnistadro maoros shayelchu kulam badrega vichol rega vye tikon acher acher vichol rega yye tikon acher besod shem avayo mechalik tal avayos okay shem avsag maban gematra yihivor in other words 
When God said, let there be light, he's saying, now, here is the one light expressing at the very beginning of the process of solving this whole Rubik's Cube, so to speak. And in that one statement, let there be light, um, is the numerical value of 231, which is the 231 gates of letter permutations. It's also the gematria of the four ma major permutations of whatever the point is that when God said let there be light it's like ah and here's my whole and now I'm expressing all the moves I'm going to make to solve this puzzle in one statement let there be light but then when the verse says and he doesn't bring this but it's brought many other places when the verse says and God saw the light that it was good he saw that it was good to hide away this light that I'm not just going to just solve the whole Rubik's Cube with one statement and it's going to be done. Rather, I'm going to have that one statement of all the moves I'm going to make to solve this Rubik's Cube puzzle, but then I'm going to hide it back away and the, and the Midrash says, for who? For the Tzaddikim in the future. That's the Tzaddikim. By learning the Torah and expressing and practicing the Torah through the mitzvot, <coughs> would get to participate in acting this one great move which includes all the moves called let there be light all this one great move of solving the rubik's cube of the universe which includes all the particular sub moves was in this one statement but that one statement wasn't just spoken out right wasn't just totally expressed right away it was spoken out but it wasn't completely expressed into the universe right away in order that that tzaddikim the righteous people would get to participate in making all the particular moves by drawing on this one statement of let there be light and by the way, just Shabbos is where the concept of Shabbos in the seventh day or the seventh millennium after the week or after the 6,000 years of history is the concept of <coughs> um, everything's been completed and now we're rearranging them and all the evils being shaken off, that we've excavated all the positivity, and now we're going to build it out. As far as the, the, the Shabbos queen and her palace. And Shabbos is really the idea of, this, of no more time because once time has pulled out all the good from the evil, then it all sh all the goodness then can shine at once, like it didn't before. <laughs> That's why it says, what was will be, and what was made will, is what is made now. And there's nothing new under the sun. 
Right, when you have a tree in one tree seed, and one seed tree, seed of a tree is hidden inside all the thousands of trees that would ever come out from the first tree, and then so on. And the same thing. Zeth Saber told us, Adam, Shara Kodesh Baruch Adam, Rishon, Dor, Dor, Bedor, Shav, Atzof, Ha'olam. And say it so too. Inside of one seminal drop of the first man is all the human beings that would ever exist. So this is also what how we can we can picture the six days of creation. The six days of creation was really the construction in godly realms of thought of the one seed, of the one plan of how Hashem was going to solve the Rubik's Cube of this universe, that energy, that, that great packet of energy, that singular packet of energy of the light of all the moves God is going to make to solve this universe and pull together all the broken pieces was all summarized in one seed-like realm called Atsilus. And in that one seed-like realm would, in a seed-like way, grow out all the the particular moves of solving the universe moment by moment. It was all contained in one seed. Like, all moves are contained in one thought. Like a person has a thought to build a house. So the whole blueprint is, is contained in a seed-like blueprint. And from that just conceptual blueprint, all the moves of actually going out and constructing the house and pulling together the broken materials will flow from that blueprint that was the that was exactly what was created in the six days of creation was that blueprint this is the secret of what it says in the Midrash that that light of creation when God said let there be light it says that a person can look into that light and, and peer from one end of the universe to the other which means if he could see into that light he would see all the moves that God was already planning on making in that seed like blueprint before anything actually played out in history and it says that this great light was hidden in the light of the sun which means that the sun is really called darkness it's dark fire actually it's really actually hiding the real light and and what it's doing is it's slowing down this one light of the one plan of how to fix up everything so that it can only drip in drip by drip drop by drop 
moment by moment and only apply a tiny little fractal fraction of this one great plan to the Universe. <laughs> Beautiful.